Welcome to the Faith and More podcast. This is a trans-denominational podcast. Everyone is welcome and safe here, no matter what your faith is or isn't. Hello, my name is Reverend Angel Wise, and I'll be your host. I am an ordained trans-denominational minister, director of Oblates Perpetual Light, a shamanic light worker specializing in intuitive quantum and angelic healing, a studying Kabbalist, and life coach. I firmly believe that the divine works through people every day to help us. These angels and saints are so very humble, many of us don't know they exist or existed. Each week we'll explore the lives of these amazing beings. We will also explore topics that can help your faith, no matter what it is or isn't. The goal of this show is to inspire, encourage, educate, uplift, strengthen, and heal you and your faith. So, be sure to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Bless you and enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, everyone. How are you and you and you all doing? I so hope and pray you all are well and blessed. Know that each and every one of you are in my heart, thoughts, and prayers. And if you are in need of specific prayers, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I love to pray in our Faith and More family, which is all of you love to pray as well. So let us pray for you. My contact information is at the end of the show, at the end of every show. It's that easy. Just reach out, let me know what you need prayers for, who you need prayers for. You can only use first names if you want. If you want to make up a name, that's fine. Just the more details we have, the better we are able to direct the prayers. So please contact me if you are in need of prayers. If you're new to the show, welcome. It is absolutely an immense blessing to have you here with us. It is my deepest hope and sincerest prayer that you find everything that you're looking for in a podcast, especially a faith-based podcast here and more. And if you're returning, infinite thanks, blessings, and love for being a longtime lover and supporter of the show. It is because of you and you and you and you that this show is here. So before we begin, I do have a few audio disclaimers to run, and we'll do that real quick, and we'll begin. The views and opinions expressed by the host, moi, are solely, which I mean that literally, mine. Any and all content provided is my opinion and is not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. I always recommend that you, the listener, Further investigate, contemplate, and meditate on everything that is shared. ISEs, individual soul experiences, will vary. Listening discretion is advised. This program is being monitored by Spirit for quality purposes. So for some, this has been a very long-anticipated show, uh, or maybe not so long, because... Uh, we really talked about doing this episode um, back in Season 5, Episode 18. So um, if you're new to the show, it would be good if you could go back and listen to those episodes from Episode 18 up of Season 5 to what we are currently on now. Uh, that way you would be up to speed on what's going on. Um, if you only had time for one episode to listen to before you listen to this episode, it would undoubtedly be our 100th episode and season finale for season five, which was season five, episode 20, which is titled Faith, Surrender, and Trust. 
that episode in and of itself gives so much background on what we are going to be talking about today. So yes, I am going to review somewhat of what was covered in that show, but I am not going to redo the show because the sole, haha, pun intended, intent and purpose for this show is to help us understand and learn um, how to figure out what our soul's mission and um, duties and things are in this lifetime. What are we truly here to achieve so we can ascend to a higher level? So as I say, soul, feel free to use spirit, essence, energy, light. Again, we are, when I say soul, I am referring to that eternal essence that is part and parcel of the creator, created by the creator, sustained by the creator that is eternal, uh, that will never end. And each of us has that. Each of us has a soul. Each of us has a spirit. Again, whatever you want to label it, whatever your uh, faith or religion, label it. And for those of Eastern faith, say Buddhism, I know you all don't use the terms soul or spirit. You use the term mind. So when I say soul or spirit or anything like that, just insert mind. It has the very same meaning. So season five, episode 20, which was our 100th episode and season finale, uh, we talked at pretty good length about what our souls are and our relationship with our soul. Uh, we also talked about how so many of us live our, well, the vast majority, 99.9% .9 of the people in this world live a life from their I, me, and mine, from what some refer to as ego, uh, some refer to as humanness or physical or physicality. Um, again, it's not from the spirit. And so many of us are even aware of what our spirit is or in tune with it. And I'm not faulting anybody. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with this or nothing to admonish yourself with or reason to admonish yourself because none of us have been raised in a culture and society, unless again, you're from the East, um, Eastern cultures and faiths where they do uh, teach you more and more at birth from birth, um, what your soul, what your spirit, what your mind or essence is. Uh, but here in the West, no, we are all taught uh, to learn and focus on the physical. And not just our physical and our meaty flesh um, vehicle, but also that of others. And, you know, we look at others and, and judge and condemn. And um, there's just so much nastiness that goes on, so much negativity. And as we talked about, um, especially in the, at season five, episode 20, is a lot of that's coming from what? Anyone? Anyone? The darkness, yes, from Satan, Satan, the darkness. Again, whatever Mara, whatever you want to label that which is uh, contrary to the divine, contrary to the creator. And yes, these things are created by the creator, but they work in opposition against the creator. They work in opposition against us and our, especially our spirit and our soul. So it is so important and so key to keep this in mind 
that how we view life right now, where we sit or if you're laying down or if you're driving, where you are right now, how you view life is probably the majority of it, if not all of it, is based on your physicality, on your humanness. And folks, that's not what this life is meant to be. We're not meant to focus on that. That's why we have the darkness. That's why we have so many trials and tribulations. That's why we have suffering, because these are all tools to created by the Creator to try to help wake us up and shepherd us to the light, to make that relationship with our soul closer and in turn, make our relationship with the Creator closer. And what happens when we do that? We receive more and more light. Right now, we're just receiving the minimal amount of light that we need to operate for your heart to beat, for your lungs to breathe, for your blood to circulate, just enough to keep you alive. Um, but there is so much room, so much room, or you can make so much more room, infinite room, really, for more and more light. And we'll get into that more here in the show, exactly what all that means and entails and how to do that. So there's a very, very ancient and old Zen cone or koan, as it's often pronounced. Uh, and that is a riddle that's meant to awaken you to the creator, to the divine. And this riddle is given to a lot of Zen students. And this is the riddle that they're given for their entire life is just to meditate and contemplate and sit with this riddle. And here's the riddle. I'm going to share it with all of you. What was your face before you were born? I'm going to say it one more time. What was your face before you were born? We are all so fixated and pay so much attention to our physical. If someone pointed out to you, um, you know, Joe, you know, how long have you been studying um, whatever your sacred text is and certain sacred texts here? Um, and, you know, you don't know that much about your faith. Why? Why don't you? Um, so Joe would respond, well, I don't have time and blah, 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 and this and that. And there'd be all kinds of excuses, right? But if someone pointed to Joe and said, Joe, you've got a little spinach in your teeth right there or something from your salad. Joe would immediately stop, turn away in embarrassment and eradicate that piece of debris in his teeth so he would look great again or as in his eyes and heart he would look great and acceptable once again and that is what our society our culture our media constantly pumps us full of is that you need to focus on you you know here's today's health tips now how many of these health tips are number one, legit and proven. And number two, how many of them are to sell something? Uh, the latest gimmick, the latest pills, the latest fad um, that is just going to take money from your pockets. And again, what's this going to do? Take more time. And from what you have already, which probably you don't have any time now to begin with. And is it really going to help your health any at all? So these are things to, that we need to start becoming aware of. Again, we need to switch off the autopilot. 
Attention all passengers, you may feel a bit of turbulence as we turn off the autopilot and take control of this life. Do not be scared, do not be alarmed because the Creator has us and we are all safe. <laughs> I love that little clip. But anyway, it's so true. Once we turn off the autopilot and we wake up and we take control of our lives and we start um, really you know, looking into what we are ingesting with our eyes, with our ears, you know, that old saying, you are what you eat. The same thing goes, you are what you look at. You are what you listen to. All of these things influence us and society, culture, government, again, especially those cons conspiracy theorist people, which a lot of them are correct. And a lot of them aren't um, just saying <laughs> um, that's, what Satan, that's what the darkness uses to control and to manipulate us. So, again, we receive the minimal amount of light because we just don't have the capacity for more. As I said uh, last season, if you take a 20-watt bulb and run 100 watts through it, what's going to happen? It's going to blow. And the same goes for us. The creator cannot give us more light than we can handle because we will definitely short circuit and blow. And so we can't get that energy. We can't get more light until we start living more and more from that um, essence, from that spirit, from our soul. So back to the Kohen again. What was your face before you were born? We didn't have a face, did we? We were a soul, a spirit. And what exactly is that? Well, it can be measured as energy, okay? Just like light is a frequency of energy, and we are from the creator who is the utmost energy, the source of all, ask all, where the hell did that come from? All, all energy, energy and is the source of everything. That's where we get everything, and that's what is everything, okay? So... Again, why do we fixate so much and spend our lives fixated on the physical? Again, because we are taught and raised that way. And, hey, it's not our parents' fault. They were raised that way. It's not the grandparents' fault. Generations, literally generations upon generations, have been raised to focus on the I, me, and mine. I mean, this goes back to the days uh, when, you know, survival was key, where, you know, it was fight or flight, and that's all life consisted of. So that's how, that's where it all began as far as that focus on the I, me, and mine so much in the loss of being in touch and having a relationship and living through and from your spirit. But for the vast majority of us, those times are over with. Now, I know in some third world countries, in some really bad places, yes, survival is still key, but there's no reason why you can't make the switch to a life lived from spirits. You can still be human, still fight or flight, but you will gain, I mean, it's just off the charts. It's beyond words of how much you will gain as far as light and love and wisdom when you make the change to living from spirits instead of just living from this I, me, mine, ego, self, physical, literally your entire life will change. 
those the lives of all those around you will change. The, the, you know, your total culture environment will change. Your world view and experience will change. Um, Gandhi said um, it wasn't his original quote, uh, but he always said, be the change you want to see in the world. It begins with us. And what did he mean by that? He meant a, by us becoming more in tune with our spirit and living from that, living from our soul changes everything. Literally, it brings heaven to earth. It brings, if you want to be biblical, uh, the kingdom here on earth just by you making that change. So again, we circle around. Where are we in our spiritual studies practice in life? And a lot of people just say, you know, I don't have time or, yeah, I was studying this or reading that. A, a lot of times people will, will say read because um, study means you're taking your time, um, you're stopping and contemplating, you're pausing and contemplating what you're reading, what you're studying, and you often take notes. Um, that is proper study of any sacred text or just any text. You get so much infinitely more uh, wisdom and information from it when you do that instead of just sitting down and reading it. Um, if you're like me and you love audiobooks, you can do the same thing. Pause when you're listening to the audiobook, take notes, contemplate what you just listened to, and then carry on. But again, a lot of people say, I just don't have time. And, you know, I, you guys have longtime listeners have heard me say this. I don't know how many times. I mean, just take for a minute right now. Just take a moment. Pause and, and listen to me. Hear me out. Do the math. It won't hurt you. <laughs> it won't be painful. Um, maybe to your ego. Uh, but how much time a week do you spend? We'll say a week. How much time a week do you spend on your spiritual studies, practices, your faith? Okay, you've got that number. It's probably less than the fingers you have on one hand. Now, how much time do you spend on your phone in a six-hour period of any given day? See how I'm comparing one week of spiritual study and practice in life to six hours on our phone? Of course, we spend way more time, way, way more time. On our phone. And I know, I know a lot of you are poo pooing and saying, hey, I have to. It's for my job. It's for this. I'm not asking about doing it for your job. I'm asking about how much you're checking emails that really aren't a necessity right now, uh, how many links you're going to, how many websites you're going to, how many forms of social media you're going to Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, et cetera, et cetera. And those things will devour your time. You can be on TikTok and start flipping through little short videos. And that's what TikTok is for those of you who aren't familiar. It's just like little short videos. And yes, I'm on there as well. Uh, so I mean, <laughs> not faulting. You can use it for good. Uh, but a lot of times you'll just get lulled into flipping through video after video after video. Before you know it, an hour hour and a half, two hours have gone by like a lightning strike. That's an hour, hour and a half, two hours that could have been spent on your spiritual. Now, can you do spiritual work on TikTok? Of course you can. 
It depends on the content that you are absorbing, that you're watching, that you're listening to, that you're consuming. So if you can say that, well, all of it pertains to my spirituality, I give you a high five and say, that's great. Awesome for you. Keep it up. But the vast majority of us can't say that because we get lulled by all kinds of distractions. And that's the thing is about TikTok and those social media platforms is that's what they want to do is to distract you. Now, I'm not going to go as far as to say they're the darkness, um, but it can be. The darkness can use those things to keep you from your spirituality, from keeping you from identifying and living more from your spirit. Okay, so stop beating around the bush, old man, and get to the point of what exactly is our soul's missions and purposes and how in the world do we figure this out? So to that, I have to first ask some questions. <laughs> do you believe in fate? Do you believe in destiny? Changing from the physical, which is the I, me, and mind, the ego, to spiritual, it may surprise you to know that before we took birth as what we physically identify as, we had to sit down with the Creator. And for those of you who are longtime listeners, I'm referring to The Little Soul in the Sun, Season 3, Episode 9. If you have not heard that uh, by Neil Donald Walsh, please go listen to that episode. It will explain a great amount of information as to what our souls are and why and how, especially how, we came into being here. So we have infinite destinies available. You know, we sat down with the Creator before we took birth into this, before He, you know, put us into a human, you know, vehicle in this life, and we sat down and, and worked out what we wanted to do. What did we need to accomplish uh, what do we need to work on, experience, challenges, missions, etc.? And so God set all this up. The creator, again, whatever you want to label that, which is everything and beyond, um, beyond words. So the creator set all these things up into play. So some would say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, raising your hand saying, oh, wait, um, does that mean everything is predestined and everything's going to happen regardless? If, if so, what's, what's the use? No, no. There's two really good analogies or ex examples of this. Of, are you all familiar with what a cineplex is? It's a movie theater that has many rooms that show many movies all at the same time. Um, that is a great example of our life, is that when we're born, we are born into, you know, movie cinema one room so we go to room number one we were born in room number one and what we're watching on the screen of our life is you know what was agreed upon and set forth uh, between us our soul our spirit and the creator uh, but we're not stuck you know if you are watching a movie and you don't like how things are going and you don't like the acting and you don't like the story and you know there's all kinds of things we don't like or agree with. Do you stay sitting there? Well, some of us probably do as much as movies cost now. But when it comes to your life, no. You can get up, leave the movie theater, and go to the next movie room. The divine 
creator, again, whatever you want to label that, which is beyond labels, has created a cineplex for us that is infinite, that is infinite movie rooms that based upon our choices and um, the whole cause and effect, we change movie theaters. And when we change a movie theater, our lives change. Um, you could take one incident that, you know, if I would have done this, my life would have been different. That's a, a perfect example of you, uh, your soul, your spirit going from one um, movie room to the next movie room. Okay. Those of you listening who are familiar with or subscribe to quantum physics and quantum mechanics know that there is multiverses everywhere that, you know, when you make a decision and you decide to go right, uh, you go right. But then in another um, realm or another form of existence, you went left. You know, it's it's kind of similar to that. And I'm only saying this to um, try to help those who. Uh, are into the quantum uh, stuff, the quantum sciences, so they can relate to kind of what we're saying here. Another example is turning the channel. If you're watching something on TV, can you change what's going on? Can you change the actors, uh, the storyline, the content? No, because it's there. Just like the movie is there, you can't change it. What can you change? You. You can change the channel and start watching something else. When you change the channel, you are actually, your soul, your spirit is changing gears. It's ascending or descending, depending on your choices. Um, you're going either up more or down low, lower. So it's very important that we understand cause and effect. And that even as, especially as the Eastern philosophies and faiths say and teach, that everything you think, say, and do is cause and effect. Whatever you say is the cause. Whatever it does to someone is the effect. Whatever you do to someone is the cause, however it affects them. Um, whatever you think is the cause. And whatever you do from that, whether you speak it or do it or both, is the effect. The creator is the cause of everything. We and everything that we see and experience is the effect. So cause and effect is very, very important. And it's very important that we wake up to that. And I'm not saying that to scare anyone, you need to walk around on eggshells. I'm just saying that you need to become more and more aware of cause and effect and that everything you see, think, and do, or say, think, and do, um, has repercussions. That's energy, that's light that you are emitting, that you are letting go of, that you are blasting out or sharing. So what knowing that our light is limited based on our capacity for it, what are we spending our light on? Are we spending our light on physical things um, of this lifetime, not necessarily things that are healthy? Um, things that we believe are giving us pleasure, uh, like addictions, things of that nature. See, all of that is us um, spending our light, or better yet, spending our energy. And the 
darkness, its minions and legions are just gobbling that up. You know, they can't have the light. They can have the essence. They can have the energy. The energy, because at that point, what you're expelling is it, the light has now turned into just raw energy. And they are devouring this energy and actually doing everything they can to steal our energy. That's another reason why. You know, how much time have you spent this week on your studies and practices? I haven't had the time. Ah, see, so the darkness has trained you well and is coddling you so close to saying, poor you, you just don't have the time. They don't understand everything that you go through, how hard your life is. And if there was a creator, why would we suffer so bad? A creator would not allow you to, to do this. A creator wouldn't allow Haley Odslottle, or excuse me, Odlazzle, to pass away at the age of 30 after eight years of suffering from stage 3C ovarian cancer, leaving behind her husband and her four-year-old son. If there was a creator, this wouldn't happen. This is what the darkness will tell you. And a lot of people these days believe this. But au contraire, it goes deep. There is so much to that, that, again, remember, this was Haley's movie, using her as an example. And again, this whole season is dedicated to Haley Odslazel. I keep messing up her name. Sorry, Haley Odslazel. There. Um, and she's with us in spirit. And I'm sure she's a most beautiful angel right now taking care of her and watching over her husband and son and her family. Um, so kudos to you, Haley, <laughs> for shedding this, this, uh, this meat costume and, and, and evolving. And that's a way to look at it is she and the creator sat down, her spirit and the creator sat down before she was born and said, Hey, look, you know, this is what, you know, my soul needs to accomplish. I need to do this, this, and this in order to ascend. And, you know, she came to this earth. She lived a regular life, you know, and then, you know, diagnosed with, you know, stage three, um, 3C, excuse me, ovarian cancer, you know, at the age of what, 22, 22 years old, which is about the, well, no, because she was 21 when she passed away, Melissa Hinnenkamp, who also had uh, stage three ovarian cancer, um, but she didn't unfortunately get to live that long. That's episode two of season one. And part of the reason why this show is here is because of Melissa Hinnenkamp and now also because of uh, Haley Odd Lazel. Um, so again, getting back to that, sorry, I went off track a little bit, but um, we can learn from examples like Haley. You know, she chose this lifetime. This is what she was presented to her. Um, you know, she was diagnosed at the age of 22, given three to six months to live. Okay, there's the movie. Now, did she just sit in that movie theater and resign to saying, well, no sense in steering now, you know, just I I'm done. Just kick back and, you know, eat your popcorn and live out your last three to six months. No, no. She got up and she went to the next movie room and the next and the next and the next until she lived for another eight more years. Now, did she suffer during those eight years? Oh, my goodness. Tremendously, she suffered. But... With each suffering, 
was a challenge that she devoured and conquered and achieved so much spiritual growth. And not just that, as she did this, she started to grow and grow and receive more and more light. And what did she do with that? She shared it with everyone. Now, well, when I'm recording this, it's a week after her passing, um, the news media all over the place is talking about Haley. She's on all social media, all TV, news, uh, internet news channels. Everybody's talking about her. So even though she's not physically here, spiritually, we don't, we're always around. We, our spirit, our soul does not die. It can never die. In fact, once we shed these meat bags, we get out of the car, which is the vehicle, and we can stretch and relax and breathe. Tell me, folks, you go on a long drive, going to Disneyland, we're driving 16, 20, 24 hours, all right? How many of us, you've got to stop and pull over from time to time and get out of that car, out of that vehicle, and stretch and take some deep breaths and walk around a bit. That's exactly our soul in our bodies. It gets cramped. This body, this physical, this humanist cannot contain the soul. It's That's why we don't live very long. That's why I should say this humanness, this vehicle doesn't live for very long because it just can't contain the spirit and the light. Now, to say, you start doing spiritual progress, you start getting more and more light, does that mean I'm going to die? A lot of people have that fear. And that's absolutely not true. No, you will not die. Any sooner than your spirit or soul had planned. When it is time for you to live, leave this human existence, your physical frame, your soul will do it. When it is ready not any time before that and again this plays into your movie as well something agreed upon between you and the creator can that change absolutely because if you're living a terrible life and you're drinking and you're doing drugs and you have all these addictions and you're you know all these things you are just living from the humanness you can you're going to kill your vehicle just like you do your car if you don't keep up on the maintenance of your car how long is it going to last See, so, but again, you don't identify as your car. You don't say, hey, I'm a 1968 Chevy uh, Impala. What are you? <laughs> you, know, you, don't, you don't do that. But that's what we do. In essence, when I walk up and say, hi, my name is Angel. This is the Faith and More podcast. Welcome. You know, but I, I pray you're feeling, feeling my spirit, that your spirit feels my spirit. And that our spirits are communicating through this um, through this form of communication. Excuse me, excuse me, sir. Would you please get to the meat and potatoes about what this show was all about? You haven't said one thing about how I'm supposed to know what my soul is supposed to do, what my soul's mission and purpose is. Come on, boys, spit it out. 
Oh, so sorry, sir. Yes, you're right. I haven't, and I will spit it out. But there was a lot of I, me, and mines in there, wasn't there? Again, see, this is uh, how our humanness uh, can be. It can be quite impatient. It can be quite judgmental. Um, and even when you give it what it asks for, it doesn't stay happy with that for very long. It just, um, it's like a shiny new ball that you get and you're like, eh, okay, I wanted this ball so bad, but now I'm just going to want another one. I want a different one now. Um, and, and this is humanist and we all have this. So now getting to part and parcel of why in, we are here and what our soul's purposes are in our missions a way you can find out is just as this gentleman just did. What bothers you? What presses your buttons? What gets under your fingernails or under your skin? Those are things to work on. What do you judge constantly? And why do you judge it? Again, keeping in mind that we receive or perceive five to 1% of any given four gigabytes of data that is around us at any given second. Why are we judging? We talked about this in episode or season five, episode 20, the season finale. Why? We have no right. We have no grounds. And who are we to say that, you know, Joe across the street is doing wrong and living wrong? Again, remember what we're lensing this through. What are we filtering this through? That five to one percent, right? That's not truly what's going on. So these are things that are meant to be put in our way, um, that are put in our life by the creator that we agreed upon before we took, in, took life in this physical form to wake up to, to realize, well, you know, why am I so judgmental? If, and if I'm only getting five to 1% then what's going on, you know, I'm, it, what Joe does across the street it's none of my business. It's not. It, Joe's living his life. And who knows what the creator has in store for Joe? You know, is this, you know, this is all from the creator, the world and everything going on in it right now. Like it, love it, hate it, despise it is from the creator. And who are we to say the creator's wrong? Or, you know, by saying Joe across the street's wrong and he's going to hell, you've just said that God's creation that he created, or it created, better yet, that it created and it's doing what it was created to do, which is aggravate you, is not only wrong, but it's going to hell. You've done condemned it to an eternal hell. <laughs> it's like... So these are things that we use as guideposts, our spirit and our humanness to wake up to what our soul's purpose is. You know, things happen in your life. Suffering happens um, to wake you up, to help you to grow and evolve and to see and experience things from more of a spiritual side, more of from an eternal side than from a finite. So again, you're making a change to the infinite from the finite, which is what we are right now. Limit. We are limited, and we're basing everything on our limitedness, not our limitlessness. I hope that makes some sense. So a journal, for those of you who 
don't journal. I re highly recommend journaling. I know, I know. You don't have time <laughs> to study anything in your faith or to explore your faith. And I'm blessed beyond blessed that you're listening to this show right now. Um, I get it. But journaling is a great way to really do the homework and understand and learn and grow in your spirit as to, you know, whether it be on your lunch break or at the end of your day, or if the mornings are better for you to sit down with your journal. Um, and it doesn't have to be like a handwritten journal notebook. You can use your phone. You know, I'm recording this show through my phone right now. You can record the same thing. All phones have um, the capability of recording audio. So just record, just talk to your phone, talk to the creator, talk to your soul or your spirit. Just say, hey, you know, you know, this is what happened today. This is what's going on. And you know, I'm, I'm trying to work through. I'm trying to process it. You know, what actually took place here? What lessons I am to learn and to grow, evolve and ascend from. But also let us not just focus on the negative, right? Because in the eyes of the creator, there is no negative or positive. Everything is just energy, right? So, you know, oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's true. See, that goes contrary to everything our humanist stands for, right? I'll tell you what, if someone messes with my freedom, oh, yeah, they're going to have a bad day. So all the silly voices aside, you see, this is how our minds and our physical forms react to the truth. And I know a lot of people are poo-pooing on it and saying, this isn't the truth. This is all hogwash and heretical and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but it, it, it takes time. It takes time to um, reprogram our computers of our existence. Because, as I said, the vast majority of us have been raised in a culture and society and life that focuses all on the physical all on the I, me, and mine. Now, if something is going on, say if a child's being abused, should you just say, you know what, the creator's doing that? Um, no, we'll get into that in future shows of, of when and how to get involved in things uh, like that. And you should. Um, child abuse is, is horrible and rampant and, I mean, those of you who've listened any length of time know that I'm a child abuse survivor. And one of the funny things, just a side note, one of the funny things or not so funny things I found out when I went back to um, this place where I grew up, um, you know, years later, is that all the neighbors knew what was going on in our house and knew about the abuse. But, you know, we're talking 70s and uh, early 80s. Um, so at that point, at that time, people didn't, you know, child abuse wasn't really a thing. Um, but anyway, we will get into more of that in future shows because that's, that's a horse of another breed altogether. But again, the creator does not see positive or negative, good or bad. These are all man-made or human-made uh, concepts. And the more and more you start working from spirit, you start seeing more and more and experiencing more and especially feeling more of what really is going on. You know, there are lessons to be learned 
Um, sometimes that means getting involved, and a lot of times that means not getting involved. Um, it's definitely not judgment, and you know, it's always got to be from a place of giving. So remember that A is in alpha, B is in beta, G is in gamma, ABG. Always be giving. Spirit, light, the creator is always coming from a place of giving, not from taking. You know, when you're condemning someone else for their way of life and what they're doing, um, you're taking. You're, you're taking from them by saying that they need to, to conform to what you believe, you know, to your five to one percent of your reality. And again, judgments like that are coming from our humanness. They're not coming from spirit. So the more and more we switch to spirit, living from spirit, the more and more we see and experience spirit in others. Even if they aren't aware of what their soul is or isn't or what its mission is, you will start to become more and more in tune with others' spirits where you can communicate better with people in all forms and situations where you would normally just lose it and start, you know, if someone's yelling at you, you just start yelling back. And what is that? That's two people taking, constantly taking, taking. I'm taking from them. They're taking from me. And nothing gets resolved. It just keeps getting worse and worse and just escalates. But when you see it from spirit, you're like, okay, well, here's a, you know, one of my goals, one of my missions. This is a challenge. How am I going to respond? Am I responding from the I, me, and mine? Am I responding from a place of giving? Am I responding from love? So you understand, again, it's not to say that you allow someone to abuse you or walk on you. It means that you take a moment, you pause before you react. You know, and, and are you responding from love? Or are you responding from, I'm right, you're wrong? I know this is really quite complex, isn't it? It's not, this show is not going to be a one and done, which means this is the only time we're going to talk about this. As you've seen, we've started talking about this uh, towards, you know, off and on throughout season five and season six, we've talked about it. And we will continue because this is really something that you can never talk too much about or share too much about because, you know, it's on the infinite uh, level. So therefore words can only describe so much, you know, all they can, our words can do is point to what the truth of reality is because we can never articulate it in any kind of language. Um, so the more we talk about it, the more round robins we have of, you know, eventually I'm going to hit on words that are going to help everyone and that everyone's going to understand at their spiritual level and at their soul level and be able to grow and evolve and implement those tools. So again, regardless of the situation, if it's something negative that you feel, humanly negative or positive, pause, always pause, contemplate what's going on, process it, and then respond from a place of love and a place of giving. You know, even if someone's giving you a gift, you know, you definitely want to be show gratitude and respond with love. And if someone's poo-pooing on you, you want to pause, figure out what's going on, and respond from love. Okay, so here's a really good example or something that I believe is a good example, and it's a TikTok video. I know, I know, TikTok. This is good. 
It, it's a video of a father spending time with his daughter, and she's probably three, four years old at the most. Okay, so she's sitting on the floor and she's playing with one of her her uh, dolls, and she's just you see the tears welling up in her eyes, and the dad's like, you know, what's going on? Are you okay? And the more questions he poses, the more emotional she gets and she starts to really starts to cry and cry hard now a lot of parents would be like you know what's wrong with you just get up and go to your room if you're not going to blah 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 see that's being reactive and coming from a place of taking you know you don't you're not you're coming from your humanness now break it down pause for a moment like this father did and come from love come from spirit react from a place of giving from a place of love with your spirit. This is the difference from human reaction to spirit reaction. As the father kept saying, you know, okay, it's okay that you feel the way you do. And I'm sorry you're so sad. What can I do to help make you happy? And she started crying harder and harder and harder. And he's like, is there any kind of music I can play that will help you and, and make you happy? And she stopped for a second and she said, yes, Fraggle Rock. Now, that kind of blew my mind because I didn't know kids these days knew what Fraggle Rock is because that's going back to the 80s, right? <laughs> so she says Fraggle Rock, and he says there's music in Fraggle Rock. See, he's, he's being loving and giving her room to breathe and process. And she says, yeah, Fraggle Rock's got music at the beginning and sometimes in the middle and then at the end. And he says, okay. He said, so you think Fraggle Rock would make you happy? And she says, I, I don't know. And he said, well, how about Fraggle Rock and some snacks? And she said, okay, okay. So fast forward to like 10 minutes later, she's sitting on the couch with a little TV tray in her lap. And she's just, her little feet are going back and forth. And her head's just bobbing and she's smiling and she's chewing on her snacks and she's just having a great time. And she, her dad asked her, are you happy? And she replied, I am happy, happy, happy. Now, what's the takeaway from this? We can do this same process with everyone we encounter. Now, we don't have to baby them, but we can show that kind of love and compassion and understanding and patience with them. When someone's yelling at you, there's a reason behind that emotion. You probably aren't responsible for them blowing up on you. It could be anything from them dealing with the loss of a loved one or you know, being ill or you know, any kind of issues in their lifetimes you know, of what's going on in their life. But dealing with it from a spirit point, instead of saying, you know, feeling the humanness of you, the I, me, and mine, feeling attacked and wounded, you kind of brush that to the side and you step forward as spirit saying, you know, you're a direct representation of the creator of the light and you will receive tons and tons and tons of infinite light for that moment to help that person. And if you don't know what to do, pause and say to yourself from your heart, creator, please help me to help this person. Show me and guide me into exactly what I need to do to help them. Don't take it personal. Just be like that father was to that daughter. Be gentle.
ask questions. You know, what's going on? Why are you so angry? You know, what, what can I do to help you? Give them room to breathe. You know, now, of course, if they're coming at you in, in an assault way, like they're going to attack you, of course, you definitely want to get to a safe place and get everybody to a safe place and call the authorities, call the police. But I'm talking about just normal disagreements. Um, you know, when you come home from work and you've had a long day and you've had a hard day and you walk into your house and it's a mess and your um, your partner is groveling and complaining and you you're like, man, why did I even just come home? You know, I, I'm just going to go out with the with my buddies or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. See, that's coming from a, a humanness. That's coming from the I, me, mind. That's coming from the ego. Instead of coming from spirit saying, wait a minute, this is out of the ordinary. It, it, you know, what's going on? And your partner is your soulmate. Um, and you need to go to your partner and say, hey, like that father did to that little girl. What's going on? Are you okay? How, you know, I, I see all, I mean, not pointing out anything's wrong, but, you know, this is out of the ordinary. What's going on? Are you okay? You know, and giving them room to breathe and talk to you and talk things out and be there for them. You're, you see, you're going from giving, I mean, from taking to giving because, you know, in most relationships, it's all about take. You know, what do they have to offer me? What are they doing for me? What have you done for me lately? Now, that's all take, 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 you know, and there is give and take in a healthy relationship. But in situations like that, these are life lessons, not just for your spirit and soul, but also for your partner's spirit and soul. Because when you approach them with love, when you approach them as spirit, as soul, you awaken their spirit and soul in them and you help them to start living from their spirit and soul. And the more and more we do this, again, as I said, the lives, your life and the lives of all those around you, all of those in your community, in your town, um, in the world, your worldview and experience will completely change. My apologies for the brief show interruption. Are you in need of healing? I am beyond blessed and elated to be able to offer healing sessions to you. I am able to offer healing sessions at an intuitive, quantum, and or angelic level. The mode of healing used depends on the healing you require. We begin with a discovery call. This call lasts approximately 30 minutes. It is absolutely free and is used for us to get to know each other and explore your healing needs. After this, if you wish to continue, we will have the initial consultation call. Here I will explain to you what modes of healing I will be using, what this entails, and what to expect. This session will last one hour. The minimum donation is $20. Next is the actual healing sessions. These sessions last for one hour each. The minimum donation is $50 per session or three sessions for $100. If money is an issue for you, which it is for just about all of us, please do not hesitate to book a discovery call. Again, reminder, that is absolutely free. We can discuss during that call the minimum donation or possibly bartering, which I'm always open to. To book a session, please contact me at faithinmorepodcast at gmail.com. 
Bless you, and I hope to work with you soon. Okay, next is something I want to address that a lot of Eastern circles talk about and teach. Um, and I've even heard it recently from someone close to me talking about killing your ego and the importance of killing your ego. And I, I mean, you all do your research and, and decide on your own as the disclaimer at the beginning of the show said, um, these are all just my personal views and experiences from my years of teaching uh, and experience. But I mean, just the wording, killing your ego, kill your ego. Um, don't believe it. You cannot kill your ego. It's impossible. Again, what is the ego? It's the I, me, mine. It's part of us, right? It's our humanness. And, you know, the creator created this humanness, right? So why would you attempt to kill something that the creator created? Again, that's ego there, there to even think or fathom that you can kill your ego. It's not coming from a place of, hello, anyone, anyone giving? Yes, it's not coming from a place of giving. It's coming from a place of what? Taking, taking, kill the ego, take its life take it away, you know? And again, what is it? Can you put your finger on the ego? Can you grab it? Can you choke it out? Can you shoot it? Can you stab it? Can you, all those gory things. I myself have even attempted this once upon a time, uh, several years ago. And I'll tell you personally, what I found is that it causes more harm than it does good. Why? Because it's, you're going to war with yourself. Your ego is going to war with itself, and it can't kill itself. It can't eliminate itself. Hate cannot eliminate hate. Only love can eliminate hate, right? Or at least that's how it is, um, whether we believe it or not. So the way to do this successfully with your ego is through peace and love. That's our goal, right? So how do we achieve this connection, this relationship between the soul and our ego and our humanness? Remember, we've spent our entire lives up to this point living through and from our ego and physical. So we must be patient and loving, just like that father was with that little girl. But at the same time, we must be persistent, consistent, and disciplined. Again, like that father was with the little girl. He gave her room to breathe, to process, but he stayed with it. He didn't just say, Oh, it's okay that you're experiencing your feelings and get up and walk away and go sit on his phone for an hour. He was persistent and diligent and kept on with her to make sure she was able to successfully work through what she was going through. So my recommendations is to start off integrating little things, okay? Like morning gratitude prayers. How many of us, when we wake up in the morning, raise your hand, um, say a little bit of a gratitude prayer before we jump up out of bed and start our day or at night if you work nights like I do. I know, I know not many and I know, I know I don't have time, but it takes nothing just to say, you know, creator, thank you so much for this opportunity, for this breath, for this life, for allowing me to wake up in this lifetime, giving me the opportunity to allow my spirit, my soul to learn and grow today. Please 
you know, give me the strength, give me the light that I need to not only get through the day, but to thrive and to share light with others, you know, stay with me, guide me, you know, and, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and so on. Keep it short, keep it simple. Um, there's all kinds of morning gratitude prayers. If you want to read something or, uh, you know, say something that's already pre-written, but I find it best if you come up with something yourself because it's coming from your heart and it means more if it's coming from you, if it's something you and your spirit have written and are stating. Okay. So again, something small, don't get too carried away. Uh, you don't want to end up doing, you know, like a lot of Jewish uh, people have to do is, you know, three, four hours of morning prayer. No one has time for that. You would have to get up so much earlier than ever and you know, lose sleep, which would be bad on your health and et cetera and so on. So start off with little, something little. And again, as I mentioned earlier, a journal. Keeping a journal is, is a great tool. Again, whether you're recording yourself on your phone or you're actually physically writing down. So we'll use an example of the morning gratitude prayer. Do this, just the gratitude prayer every morning for 40 consecutive days, okay? So that's a little bit more than a month. So use any apps, calendars, reminders, journals, et cetera, to remind you to, and to keep track, to help you keep track. You can program the alarm on your phone, at least on Android. I know I can program mine uh, to say, good morning, Let's begin with our gratitude prayer. And it's a very nice, pleasant voice that says that, and it reminds you, to, hey, I'm awake, I'm alive, I have another precious opportunity today. My soul, my spirit has a precious opportunity right now, today, to achieve its goals, its missions. I don't know what those are. I don't know what they're going to be, but I'm asking the Creator for all uh, its strength and power and light to help me to navigate and to have the strength to power through and to shine as much light as I possibly can through my thoughts, speech, actions, etc. See, again, these are varying ways that you can have a gratitude prayer. So if you want to add an affirmation or two, this is okay. Again, as I was saying, you know, give me the strength to, um, you know, know and learn my, you know, whatever is presented to me as a challenge, as my mission, et cetera, and to uh, achieve those and to see those and to react from love and light, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I'm, I could go on and on and on, um, as you all know. <laughs> so, but again, we want to be gentle and ease into this. Don't overload yourself, okay? Um, if you overload, you're allowing your ego and your physicalness, you know, to, to really bite down, and I'll get into that here in a moment. Um, you know, if we overload and try to do too much at any point in time is this is detrimental because this is the here's the warning that comes up if you try to do too much too quickly you will fail and why why will we fail because the darkness is going to be that voice in your head telling you that this is retarded this is ignorant this is stupid that this is this is uh, um you don't have time for this. You should be doing that. You could done been and had your teeth brushed, hair done, clothed in the car. You could done been at Starbucks and got that super mocha latte, double pump, whatever. I don't know. I can't have caffeine. So I live vicariously through all of you. 
you know, you're, but you get my point where is the darkness is going to constantly be that voice in the background saying all of this is poo poo, poo poo on this, poo poo on that, judging, 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 condemning, condemning, you know, just being so negative all the time. But the good thing is, is the more you stay with this, the more consistent you are, and the more you continue to do this, the softer and softer that voice is going to get. Because if we talked about in a previous show, um, you know, the darkness only has a limit to what it's going to spend its time on. Yes, the darkness is even dark on its, <laughs> itself, right? Um, it's going to say, you know what, eventually it's going to say, there's nothing I can do with Joe. You know, Joe's, I'm done with Joe. He's, he's so into the light. It's, I can't, I can't stand him. I can't stand to be around. I can't even stand to whisper in his head from a distance. The light is too bright. And the darkness is going to say, Hey, well, Jane's over here. She's an easy target. She's all messy. I'll continue to mess her up. So it's going to go from you to somebody else, which is very unfortunate, but darkness is darkness. But the more light you have, the more light you shine, the more you're helping everybody else. As we gave the example of the father helping the daughter and as the example of you helping your um, your partner, you know, coming home and, and witnessing them having a terrible day. So the benefits from living from your spirit are infinite, literally infinite. You'll worry less and less. Your anxiety levels will go down and down. Your anger levels will go down and down. You will no longer live and react from emotion that's big that's like everything we do is from is emotion based whether we like it or dislike it whether it's something we desire whether we like it or we love it um your spirit will instantly know and share with you what is truly going on and what you are truly experiencing as well as how to respond again it will always be from love Remember the ABGs, always be giving. So my dear brothers and sisters, I pray with all that is that I was able to finally spit it out <laughs> and share with you all something, at least a little bit, a little nugget of something that you can work with and, and resonate with and put into practice. You know, like I said, try that, you know, morning gratitude, uh, thing for 40 days. And after that, don't stop. Don't stop. Add a little more. Maybe take and do 40 days of gratitude in the morning and evening. Okay. And then just keep adding on to that. It's a never ending process of you slowly implementing um, things into your life and, you know, resonating from your soul and spirit more than your humanness. Again, we're not killing the ego. We're not killing ourself, um, our humanness, our physicality, our ego. We are working together. Remember, this is our vehicle, just as our car. If there's something wrong with our car, we don't take a bat to it. We address what the problem is and we work with it because the vehicle gets us where we need to go, right? The same Thing applies to our souls and their spirits. We just have to stop identifying as the 1968 Chevrolet Impala. We <laughs> we have to start, you know, identifying as, you know, this soul, this spirit, which is timeless. It's infinite. Um, 
and I, I pray I've touched on some things that really resonate again with all of you um, that will really inspire you to try this and get more into this and get more into touch and just literally fall in love head over heels with your spirit and your soul and to allow that love and light just to flow and live from that and to shine from that and again this isn't a one and done show we're going to continue to talk about this uh forever or for <laughs> for as long as i'm around at least uh you'll be hearing my voice talking about this um and it's going to be in all the shows from here on out in some way shape or form because Again, this is another way we can relate to the great people that we have and we talk about on the show. We'll start looking at it from how they're viewing things, from spirit. All of the saints, even the little ones that we've talked about here, especially in season five that, you know, lived to only be eight, 10, 12 years old, lived such amazing, remarkable little lives even though they were suffering so greatly. How? Because they lived it from spirit. They were living from their spirit, from their soul. They weren't living from this I, me, and mine. So I will pause here for now, but don't you pause. Please keep listening because we have our prayers and updates coming up, which are always so very important. And again, reminder, if you are in need of prayers, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out. I love to pray. Everyone listens to the show. Our Faith and More family love to pray. So let us pray for you. Contact information is coming up at the end of the show and is at the end of every show. And then after the prayer requests and updates, we'll have a very short closing and blessing prayer. Oh, I almost forgot. Let me run the Oblates infomercial because the Oblates, folks, is a, if you're not already a member, is a great way to do exactly what we've talked about today. And what we talk about in just about every show is how to become more in touch with your spirit, with your soul. The Oblates of Perpetual Light is an amazing group that can help you, that can give you the love and support to achieve this, to awaken more and more. The Oblates of Perpetual Light is the first of its kind. We are the very first group of Oblates to fully utilize the internet to organize and communicate. This allows everyone and anyone to join from all over the world. The Oblates of Perpetual Light are inclusive, meaning everyone is welcome regardless of their beliefs, faith, identification, gender, sexual preference, etc. We are independent, meaning that we are not affiliated with any church other than being connected with the Faith and More Ministries, and we are trans-denominational. We are not affiliated with any one religion. We greatly respect the beliefs and freedoms of others. We are all children of the universe. Only four things are required of any obligated perpetual light. The first, study and contemplate some sacred texts of your faith at least once a day. It's up to you how much you study and contemplate. It can be as little as a sentence or as much as you wish. You choose when, where, and how long. Number two is prayer. Prayer is key in the heart of the Oblate's perpetual light. It is imperative that an Oblate pray sometime during the day or night. Again, this is up to you to choose when, where, and for how long. The Oblates will gather together online, typically Zoom, at least once a month. There is also a Facebook group where Oblates can meet and commune more often if they choose. There are Oblates who are very social and there are Oblates who are very private. 
all are respected. If you are more private and or ascetic, you will need to keep in contact with the director of Oblates, moi, privately. Number four, love and respect all members, regardless of their faith. We are here as a group, not just as individuals. Everyone's faith, beliefs, views, etc., will be respected. Bullying, hate, attacks, and etc. will not be tolerated. If this all sounds kosher and great to you, and you would like to become a member of the Oblates Perpetual Light, please contact me, our director, at oblates.pl at gmail.com. Again, that's oblates, O-B-L-A-T-E-S dot P-L at gmail.com. I hope to see you as an Oblate very soon. This week's prayer request and updates are as follows. Please keep prayers going for Emily, Jonathan, and their family for the loss of their child at 22 weeks before uh, birth. Also, prayers for Kayla, Terry, Denise, Nicholas, Taylor, and Weston, Maudie, Stephanie, Sarah, and Kia, Elaine. Bob has a stress test scheduled for tomorrow, Monday. He has a three-month oncologist checkup Friday and an MRI on the 30th. So please keep Bob in your heart, thoughts, and prayers. And also, he is trying his best to overcome uh, the addiction of smoking. And any of you who have smoked before know how difficult that is. And with him being a cancer survivor, it is of dire importance, um, literally, that he beats this habit. So let us please pray that he has the strength and that his guardians and guides and angels help him to stop this habit. Also, prayers for Clyde, Lisa, Lana, Megan, Molly, Gwen, Octavia, Trish, Chad, and their family, Bishop Ashley and his family, Brother Abel, Mike S., Kelly and their family, Michael W. and his family, Tanya and her family, Cheryl, Elijah, his husband Andrew, grandmother Janet, father Mike, his husband Eddie, Eddie's mother Becky, Emma, Jean, Kathy, Tony, and their family, Michael T., Kyra, Courtney Moore, Jan, and we have an update on Jan. She goes tomorrow for eye surgery. Once that uh, procedure is done and she heals, she'll be going back in for cataract surgery. So any of you who have been through that before know how stressful any kind of eye surgery is. Um, so please keep her in your heart, thoughts, and prayers. Also prayers for James and Linda and their family. And if you are in need of prayers, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I love to pray. Did I say hesitate? <laughs> hesitate to reach out to me. I love to pray. And everyone that listens to the show loves to pray. So let us pray for you. My contact information is coming up here in a moment at the end of the show, and it's at the end of every show. And we'll close with our blessing and benediction. And this is the Anna Bioch, our Bioch uh, prayer that I love so much. It's A-N-A-B-E-K-O-A-C-H. It's one of the most powerful prayers. Let us pray. Please answer us with the great power of your loving kindness. Free the bound. Accept the songful prayer of your people. Raise us up. Purify us, awesome one. Please, great one, protect like the pupil of your eye those who seek your oneness. 
bless them, purify them, have mercy on them, bestow your righteousness on them always. All-powerful Holy One, guide your community in your abundant goodness, one and only exalted one. Enlighten your people who remember your holiness. Accept our prayer, hear our cry, knower of secrets. Blessed is the name in God's glorious majesty forever and ever. Amen. I so hope and pray you've enjoyed the show and that you found everything that you're searching for and more here with us. Stop by anytime, all the time. You are family. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with as many people as possible. Subscribe, rate, and review. And if you really enjoyed the show, please consider making an offering. Offerings are a great way to help sustain and improve the show and the Faith and More ministry. Offerings can be made through Patreon at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Faith and More podcast. Next is prayers. I love to pray and our Faith and More family love to pray as well. So let us pray for you. You can email me directly at faithandmorepodcast at gmail.com. I am also offering healing sessions now that involve angelic, intuitive, and quantum healing. This is done via phone or Zoom. Due to the scope, energy, and time involved in this type of healing, there is a minimum donation required. Please contact me for more information at faithandmorepodcast at gmail.com. Also, please don't forget about our YouTube channel. There's lots of great videos there, and it gives you more of an immersive experience. Just go to youtube.com slash at faithandmorepodcast. So until next time, have a most blessed week, and know that each and every one of you are in my heart and prayers. Bless you.